Where did we leave off? Oh, I see. They are in the coffee shop. Chapter 12. And the girl says to the boy, Don't you remember how much my father hated you? Your intentions were so clear with that dirty gleam in your eye. I was his little girl. Can you blame him? We would ditch class in the afternoon and run down to the river where it was always quiet. Where we were alone. And you would kiss the sticky area of my neck. I knew that I loved you for something. Mostly with how your hands had a way of finding all the wrong parts of me. You might have been the rebel, but to me, you were my darling. And when you grabbed my hand, we ran. We ran to the highway, then straight to the ocean. We ran away from everything we didn't need. And now here we are, sitting in this coffee shop. The only two people left in the world, remembering our youth and killing time before we go back to the motel and... Oh no! Matilda! Your wires are tangled in the storm! Stay clear of the window, child! You do not want to... Don't move! I need to loosen the bolts to set you free of that kink. There, there, there. I've got you. Two stories straight down into the mud, like a tossed bag of potatoes. That was quite the tumble, Matilda. I suspect you bounced off the side of the house once or twice. By the look of those vicious bumps on your head. Little niece, come tomorrow. Neither you nor Elysia will be permitted to risk such injury again. Caution will be rigid. Ouchie! Well, because it hurts. You took a plummet from the second story. That's a feat that would hurt anyone. I wish we didn't have to be like puppets in this house. With the wires. The straps and metals pinch us sometimes when we move. Patience, child. But, but the wires make Alicia cry. And she wants to run outside and play, but she can't. Your birthdays are coming. They will be transcendent expulsions for both of you. All the way out of the vessel's hive this time. And completely done. And you and Elysia can frolic outdoors in the... And swim in the lake? No, absolutely not. You will both stay away from the lake. Do you understand? Yes, Uncle Abacus. I will not lose either of you again. We, we will be careful. I know that you will. You are good girls. But it's okay that we murder those two bad people. Right? I mean, we, we won't get punished for killing them? Don't even think such nonsense. You both acted exemplary, did many a favor, and their bodies are near. And beyond, the pale doctor and his forlorn assistant will be here soon. Tomorrow morning, to be precise. Dead and 
and frozen, ready for us. Frozen like yummy popsicles? We will make up for lost time, spare not even the simplest of excesses. But now, you need to return to bed. Here, let me secure you back into the ceiling track. The harness is not too tight. It's okay, Uncle Apkis. Come now, back to bed. small-town nexus in the strange and terrible worlds beyond our own. But what of those who live in the deepening shadows of Wormwood? Walk with us through a darkened gallery of secret lives and haunted histories as we raise the curtain on our enigmatic cast with these Wormwood Portraits. Episode 3, The Merchant's Tale, written by Jeremy Rogers. Business is sort of okay. Xander has me set up with an apartment of my own. I've never lived alone before. Sure, it's a dumpy hellhole that doesn't share a fold on any portion of a map with the safe neighborhoods other single girls live in. But it's not all lousy. It could be worse. Xander lives on the other side of town, somewhere. I'm not sure where. Sometimes, I think he might actually live in the same building. Sparrow! Don't mind me. There's no time to wait for you to buzz me in, not when I've got this hand to do the buzzing for me. <laughs> How interesting. We'll gawk at the grotesquery later. Now then, gather your effective professional gobbledygook and whatnot, and we'll, we've got to go, um... Dr. Crow. Mm. Boss, what's going on? Are... are you drunk? Ooh, yes. Yes, I am. On a brand spanking new case. Now, come on, Sparrow. A new case? Yes. But, Spencer, I didn't think we were taking on any new jobs until we exercised the Otranto estate. Spencer. <laughs> Very funny, Sparrow. <laughs> we've been there. Now, we've done that till the allure stopped touching me. That's precisely the time for money to change hands. Ah, yes, ah. But, listen... That crappy old novelty house isn't haunted. It's teeming with carbon monoxide. Sparrow, I've hooked up something infinitely more appealing. Come on, I'll bring you up to speed along the way. Uh, Okay, boss. Lead the way. Lead the way. Now, here's the deal, Sparrow. He's a peculiar fellow. His name is Abacus Brezier, and he's a chubby cartoon antiquities dealer based out of Lake Tahoe.
kind of monster are you? Xander! Don't do this to me! Hush, my little sparrow. You are about to become a cosmic opening for my twin nieces. Try not to resist much. I would hate to damage such a remarkable vessel. Xander! It's not... it's not you. Not your voice. Good morning, Miss Ginter. Mm, morning, Abacus. Eggs and bakey, and the birds sing. Your scrumptious breakfast calls me out from the alternate existence of my dreamscape. Miss, Miss Ginter. Damn it, you insufferable fool! Oh, dear. I suspect you are now going to become huffy with me. Huffy? I'm at my wit's end. I've not once alluded to possessing any semblance of patience for these macabre children, nor have I ever appreciated you hauling them around and getting in my way. Perhaps we can leave the children out of this tirade of yours. Mm. Ooh, you are the long-lost, delusional, sad-sack Three Stooges character, Abacus. Now sit down. Breakfast is ready. Tell me, Miss Ginter, how famished is... Too famished to become during a single night. Hmm. I wonder if I have a bug. But then, thunderstorms do tend to have their odd way with my gastric frequency. Perhaps this is a question intended for tomorrow. Eat! You made another mess to clean. Such is the plight of tending to an old house and business mind. You tracked in a lot of mud last night. Muddy footprints... Trace elements of quite the heart-pounding scene. I don't want to hear it. Do you imagine I don't have anything better to do than pick up messes made by you playing with dead things? Miss Ginter, she fell from a window. Don't bother. I share no part of it, Abacus. I never have, and I don't plan on a change of heart now. You will when I bring them back. It'll never happen. Reanimation has led the descent of many men. If only it was a possibility. 
You're bound for failure, Abacus. Your nieces have succumbed to rot and their bodies have dried. You'll see, Miss Ginter. You'll come around and love the sweet girls again. Mm, so good. If domestic fowl knew how delicious their eggs are, the cock would devour the shelled meat directly from the hen's vent. Quit being cute, Abacus. I can hear when you're talking to them at night and you don't think I'm listening. That I do. And read to them, too. I find that acts of normalcy paint a sheen over many a horrific act. And I've seen you push bits and pieces of microwavable junk into their mouths. I don't even want to know how you manage to keep it all clean. It's quite an ingenious device. It's not ingenious. It's denial, Abacus. And it's downright sick. Fui. Mechanical marvels, Miss Ginter. Does nothing impress you? These wires and ceiling tracks you have all over the house? It's tragic stubbornness. The hook hang and drag their poor bodies around, pretending that they're rambunctious children? What is it that you would have me do? These are my nieces, and they are the two loveliest girls in this otherwise dismal world. Dead or alive, I love them. What would you prefer I do? Learn to cope with their drowning? I'd prefer that. Your business would benefit from that. Let them go, Abacus. No, I will not. I am so close to making it all better. The vessel will arrive this morning, and I will see to the rite of passage myself. (laughs) You're letting artifacts go without collection, Abacus. You're not warding off the snooping eyes of the God-fearing all this week. I've been seeing a symbol reveal itself, card after card. This is not any random pattern. The rite of passage is going to work this time. I'm going to deliver them back. The symbol's not random. A shrunken man fights a giant spider. He wields a sewing needle as big as a broadsword. What on this old rock of a celestial body are you talking about, Miss Kinter? I don't know, Abacus. It's a symbol. A shape or a silhouette or I don't know. Maybe it's an ink blot. When I'm working with the cards, I close my eyes in a blink and I see this... This man battling a spider the size of a station wagon. Cards are for the weak, Miss Ginter. I hate to say it, and I'm not suggesting any lack of intelligence on your part. Cards encourage one's mind to seek, to create mystery from nothing. You are a prick to dismiss my occultist ways. You have your dusty books, and I... There, there. Let's not bicker. Today is a good day. Today is their birthday. You'll see. You'll be sorry. Don't we have any more of those yummy eggs? The lollipops are here. Oh, my goodness. The vessel has come. (laughs) Mr. Sovine, I've been anxiously awaiting your arrival. Uh, yeah, uh, Sovine, uh, had a little accident, uh, up near the, uh, uh, Canadian border, uh, got himself somewhat, uh, <laughs> dead. <laughs> who, who are you? Uh, the name's Frank, uh, Frank uh, Bava. I, I, uh, I, I thought I should pick up Sovine's load and, uh, push on down to, uh, Tahoe. <laughs> Psst, close the door in his face, Abacus. 
Sovinis dead? Unless it turns out a man uh, can continue on living after being fed his own heart. <laughs> Abacus, close the door. There's something wrong with this man. Uh, thank you, Mr. Bava, but we must be... I caught him engaged in a certain adult contortion with my favorite dirty truck stop girl back in the walk-in fridge at Phantom Joe's. Ah, I see. And Mr. Sovins, cargo? You have delivered the payload despite a hurtful blow to your male ego. Money effectively soothes a man's ego more than any one woman. But the cargo... You have arrived with my cargo. So I find something similarly fatal done to a scraggly fellow and what seems to be his younger goth girlfriend. Uh, the, the, both, uh, the, you know, their throats slit and they were packaged neatly in the cold storage of Sovine's long-haul truck. Why, that's a crime, Mr. Bava. Perhaps you should notify the authorities instead of coming to us. Why would you ever think to knock on a stranger's door? Sovine kept directions in his truck. Uh, he kept detailed notes. You have their bodies. The young woman, my little sparrow. Hurry. I want them brought inside without any further dawdling. Abacus, no. Spread her out upon the desk over here. Careful. She's a fragile device. More important than anything in this room. <laughs> Dead weight is a bitch, eh? Yeah. This one's such a small girl, too, yeah. What a strange old house, uh, Bressier. Uh, all of this uh, antique junk you could charge admission for. Uh, it, yeah, is this real? What, what is it? It's a, it's, a, it's a Viking, so yeah? Do not touch that, Mr. Baba. That is a blade from Roslagen, used to depart blood from a possessed... Roslag sheep. So, uh, where do you want the dead fellow? I don't care about Crow, as long as he looks to be uncomfortable. Throw him in the chair over by the window. Oh, Sparrow, the past few years have been hard on you. Your bones have warped and bulged into odd connections. Xander Crow has damaged you. Perpetually steeped in hubris and booze. He was always a torment of a man. To you and everyone else. Oh, poor Sparrow. Let me uh, ask you something out there, Bessie. I don't think that will be necessary. But I... I... Mr. Barber, why don't you come with me? I'm percolating a fresh pot of coffee and ready to discuss the monetary details of your services. Oh, I, you know, I just wanted to ask, what are you going I couldn't help but notice the tattoo on your arm as you carried the bodies in. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's from uh, this bla uh, black and white flick I, I watched with my old man before he died. Uh, it's, it's funny, the most random things can turn sentimental, <laughs> even in an Atomic Age drive-in movie. That's a depiction of a giant spider, is it not, Mr. Brava? Yeah, uh, the incredible shrinking man. <laughs> Have you seen it? Kitchen's right this way. I must warn you that Miss Ginter's coffee is absolutely worth dying for. Abacus, I'll close the study door behind us to allow you some privacy. Thank you, Miss Ginter. My sparrow... My precious vessel, you were killed by specters wheeling relics broken and sharpened from the bone fragment of a hill demon. How lucky you are, child. 
You see, with the trace elements of the demon infecting your biological systems, you are connected to the demon still. Even in the event of your death, I can exorcise you. I can clean you of otherworldly tainting and return you to your living state. It's an ingenious plan. You have always been a special vessel with patterned scars lining the cavity of your womanly parts. You are capable of porting with the less physical aspects of existence. Sparrow, you are capable of rebirth. What a neat girl you are. Does that woman not understand that I hate to talk on the telephone? Hello, this is Bressier Antiquities. We operate by appointment only. Do you have an appointment? need to hurry and return to the longhouse. The stubborn wife is waiting, eager for us to spin the wool. This may someday be like death, but I'll still erode the wife. In your dreams, I will. I'll race you all the way to the Great Lake and, and claim the Norseman as my own. You can't beat me, Matilda. I am faster. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Alicia. I only let you win because you're kind of gimpy. Girls! Don't stray too far away from the house. Your uncle wants lunch soon, and you know your mother doesn't like it when you're out of earshot. Alicia and I are going to play down at the dock, Miss Kinter. I'm going to use Uncle Abigus's collection of antiques to entice the great savage to make me his wife. <laughs> Oh no, oh no, I see one of them. <laughs> Elysia, she's floating in the water. I can't swim. Miss Kinter, I can't swim. My father never taught me to float. Abacus, did you find them? I will sink if I jump in. You have to get in the water, Miss Kinter. It's dark, but you have to, you have to save them. Hold the light, Abacus. Uh, uh, I have Alicia. Oh, dear God, she's not breathing. Abacus, she's dead. Here, lift her up to me. Uh, uh, I, I think I see Matilda bobbing up and down, her face in the water, drifting under the dock. She's dead, too, isn't she? Both of them have drowned. Abacus, we need to make the phone calls. We need to have their bodies retrieved. I'm sorry, but you can't cling forever. They are my only two nieces. I will hold them close to my heart for as long as it takes. You have to understand. They are the only children in my bloodline. But they're gone now. I have to keep squeezing them tighter and tighter against my broken heart to keep their small bodies warm. What of your sister? Leave her drowned corpse in the lake. 
and let her continue to swim after the souls of her dead girls. Abacus, that's cruel. It's what she would want. I won't insult my poor sister by instigating a buzzing show of ambulance lights and embalmers fluorescent overhead. I'll leave her in the murky dark. The girls' bodies will rot. They'll shrivel and fall apart in your arms. Yes, and that's why I will not let them stay dead. Dead is gone, Abacus. Nonsense. I've made a rich living off of perpetuating the dead. With artifacts and trinkets that exploit the gullibility of the living? You of all people know that very few people have any true occult abilities. I'm fortunate to have so many employees out in the world scouring the shadowy corners for me. I will find one of the rare souls with a true ability. It'll take time. What until then, Abacus? We must keep my niece's integral parts of our daily lives, and not merely as props in a corner amassing bacteria and spiders. They must continue to play. How are they supposed to play if we both don't go mad? I will devise a way for them to move. This is Bressier Antiquities. We operate by appointment only. Do you have an appointment? An appointment? Oh, no, 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 I don't reckon I do. My name is Julian Callender. Uh, I work the roads for you, sir, down from Awatoki Falls by way of Aberdeen. Ah, Aberdeen. Where I followed the lead of a hand of glory and wound up empty-handed but with a leaky pipe. Yes. What can I do for you, Mr. Callender? Ah, yes, yes, yes. You see, Mr. Bressier... I have learned that Los Angeles is a pocket up basin in many regards. Nobody has any real fun here. No, 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 no. The sky never gets dark enough for what I like to refer to as interesting discovery. Though I did mug and pistol with a tourist in front of Godzilla's star on the Walk of Fame. Why are you calling, Mr. Callender? If you have found something worthwhile, you do understand that you can spend any amount you see fit to attain it. Yeah, I found a girl. <laughs> yeah, the moody variety that emits the vibe you might be looking for in regards to doing something with your own pair of little girls. You found a vessel, Mr. Callender? Tell me about her. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. She's got a good fight in her. Yes, indeed. <laughs> She'll be fun to break apart. Her name is Sparrow. But I don't believe that to be a name given to her by her folks. I can mug her and check her identification. No. Deep in the shadows. If she is truly a vessel, I don't want her knowing that we are interested. I am very pleased, Mr. Callender. Giddy about a bird. He 
attention, girls. This is how you are going to be rebirthed. The process will be noticeably different than the abstract temporary deliveries from a few days ago. Is it going to hurt, Uncle Abacus? I assume it will be horrible, darling. Are we going to be babies? I must viciously wrench you through the vessel. Because of your ages, it's sure to be a violent feat of strength. A tug of war from the world after into my own. But never fear. You girls will be living tissue in the end. Ready for elementary school and boy crushes by morning. And we'll we'll stay alive this time? Indeed you will. Your bodies will harden into biological entities. Forever and ever and ever? Until you both grow up old and perish as wrinkly old women. Now, now, shh. Let me do my work. Not a peep out of either of you. Uncle Abacus has to concentrate. Now, let's see if my retention is as good as it used to be. These ancient tomes are seldom edited for coherency, nor proofed for error. Such are the obstacles when it comes to ripping out the dead. Okay, then. First, I need the blade from Roslagen. Yes, yes. This is going to hurt. But I can't stall the proceedings any longer. Demon shadow, always leering... I sacrifice a taste of my blood spilled by the blade that repelled you from the sheep into the fiery pit of hell. Skarat iluk kutat i manerskalek utgit aned blut inand koman og forte blut. How I hate blood. The offering fills the indentations of the tablet. It swirls into the names of the gods etched into granite and to the abysmal symbols of the gate. And and shouldn't their bodies start twitching? Nothing is transpiring. I don't remember what comes next. Where is that book? Bloodletting with a cursed artifact. Yes, yes, I did that. Drown the names and the likenesses with the spilled life from the... (laughs) There it is. Miss Ginter is correct in her frequent assessment. I am indeed an insufferable fool. So, it was a lie? Everything you said to gain entry into the house was rehearsed? How weird are you to transport their slain bodies in an attempt to soothe our mistrust? I'm sorry, I'm a, but I didn't kill the truck driver up north. I've never killed anyone, like I told you. I, I, I've been following. You failed. You'll have to excuse me, Miss Ginter. I hate to interrupt. 
But I need to slice this man's throat and collect his blood. What? Are you insane? Abacus, I just calmed him down. I've brought my antique blade and my desk bucket emptied of all refuse. Don't do it! Please don't kill me! Wait, wait, wait! I'm, I'm, I'm with the SNSA! I'm with the SNSA! I'm with the Did he just come out and expose himself as SNSA? What an odd final declaration. I suppose for every I see black light and Lord help my poor soul, there are bound to be a plethora of duds. You didn't have to kill him, Abacus. He'd been shadowing Xander Crow since the sad exorcism tobacco with the Marino family in Los Angeles. You remember hearing about that? No, not my cup of gossip, Miss Ginter. It really wasn't thought to be more than another notation in Crow's files, but it led to the agency developing an interest in Wormwood. They want control of the object. You don't listen, Abacus. You didn't have to kill him. You clearly did not read the spirit book. You see, Miss Ginter, I need sacrificial blood drained until death. I had assumed that an offering of my own would suffice. Look at the gash on my hand. But no. I need much more than I can spare. It's a lubricant intended for crawling back into this world. Wouldn't you assume? Abacus, you dim-witted... You have never been able to see the greater scope. Now we risk getting caught for the murder of a government agent. Relax, Miss Ginter. He was only SNSA. For some hackneyed resurrection scheme of yours that will not work? Stuff every hurly-burly foot of his long intestine with caterpillars, carve a few random occult symbols onto his skin, and the SNSA will sweep a little sacrifice under the rug. You see, Miss Ginter, if you make a death weird and tainted with known netherworld practices, the SNSA will keep it somewhat quiet. At the very least, out of legal action in the traditional sense. But I was gonna let him go. And my hackneyed resurrection scheme will work, Miss Ginter. You should be thankful that this spook was here when I came for a bucket of blood. Now, if you don't mind, I am off to the study where I will reanimate the corpses and rebirth my two lovely nieces. You'll see, Miss Ginter. You'll see. You killed her! You cut her throat! You killed her in front of me! Welcome to my house in Lake Tahoe, Dr. Zender Crow. You and I will talk later of my plans for you and your binding link to the object in Wormwood. I know you. Who you are. There was the the noose of the taller man at the docks. You played me. To get to Sparrow. To attack her. You, You tried to breed something through her. And you ruined that, Dr. Crow. You've caused 
immeasurable pain. On the frozen road, it was you! Wasn't it you did this to us? It's always me, Dr. Crow. I've toiled in your shadow for many years, and you've been consistently oblivious. Hush now. Can't you see I'm attempting to bring her back? Now that I've tested the ritual on you, it's safe to focus attention on more important subjects. The noose of the Tolland man was a ruse. But the object of Wormwood is an exciting endeavor for Bracier antiquities. Please be quiet, Dr. Crow. Why are those dead children hanging from wires? Ah, my lovely nieces, you've met. Shh. Why can't I move? I can't move! You've been dead. It does take some time to fully recover from a bout of death. Sparrow, is that you? I can't move. I think we were both murdered, Sparrow. Xander? I can't move. I can't move either. Nor should you be able to move, Sparrow. You must lie perfectly still. Xander, where are you? I'm on the floor. I, I will. I'm too weak to move. I feel like the crossed line of torture porn. Shut up, both of you. I've got you, Matilda. It's time to pass through the vessel and come out alive. Sparrow, it's Abacus Brezier. Do you remember him from a few years ago? The Tolland man and, and your attack? I remember him. Okay, now, he wants you for the... Shut up, Dr. Crow. Now then, the blade from Roslagen. Ah, here it is. Sparrow, I need you to take a very deep breath. So deep, it feels like your lungs are going to pop. Please, don't do this. I'm not good. I'm all scar tissue crippled since the first time you forced yourself into... So everyone likes to tell me. But I have faith, Sparrow. You will give me both of my nieces. Let's stop all the dawdling, shall we? I'm ready for a slice of cake. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dearest Matilda. Oh, oh. oh God. Ah. <coughs> I've got you, Matilda. Grip my hand when I yank you through. There you are. Oh, how I've missed you. Squeeze with all of your might, baby. I know it's slippery. It hurts. Uncle Abacus, ow, my arm! No, 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 no. Abacus, I've taken care of the body. I'm sorry that... Ooh, what happened in here? They came apart in my arms, Miss Ginter. All of this mess. 
This is all from your nieces? Abacus, why didn't you stop? They must have gotten too old, Miss Ginter. Too much time has passed. I don't know. But it didn't work out the way I had hoped. Oh. I'm so sorry. I give up, Miss Ginter. I give up on everything but vengeance and greed. And what are those two? Toss them in the dungeon. I'm going to take my nieces to the lake and give them back to their mother. Sparrow! Sparrow! Are you okay, Sparrow? We'll get out of it sooner. We always do, don't we? last, you are both free of the wires, free to play without restriction. I am sorry that I couldn't let you go before, and it took all of this grisly suffering to make the point clear. I will miss our bedtime stories, and our microwavable junk food binges. I have been a mean, selfish uncle. <laughs> Goodbye, Matilda. Goodbye, Alicia. Serialized Mystery is produced and distributed by Habit Forming Films, LLC, and features a talented cast of characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley and Don Marino, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley, Peggy Nolan, and Commander McQueen, Nicole Rayburn as Deidre Frost and Harmony Barrister, Peter Dirksen as Jonesy and Jimmy Details, Zachary Folks as Brent Saunders, Robert W. Allen as Special Agent Voitek, Ben Boodman as Chip Drexel and Bishop Grail, David Johnston as Deputy Wayne Drexel, David Acampo as Jacob Kitter, Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan, Morgan Walsh as Sister George, Brian E. James as Miss Ginter, Samantha Turk as Henry Howe, and Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Mr. Bressier, and your announcer. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. The Wormwood writing staff includes David Acampo, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaw, Paul Montgomery, Jeremy Rogers, and Tiffany K. Whitney. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Copyright 2009, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast drama and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast, creators, and individual episode credits, please visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome.
welcome to town. They are so cute. Now you know why I kept them.